Love them or hate them, requests for proposals are an unfortunate part of our lives. I personally hate them. They take hours of time. There's no guarantee of a return on that time and energy. And a huge number of them are really, really badly written. And yet they persist. You can't always avoid them, but there are methods to make them less a part of your business life and ways to protect your time when you do have to respond. And that's what we're talking about today on the Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back, everyone. If you're a follower of Spin Sucks, which if you're listening right now, I presume you are, then you know I have very strong feelings about requests for proposals and proposals in general. I think they're usually a waste of everyone's time and money and that there has to be a better way to do it. In fact, in the 14 years I've been running my own agency, we have developed a better way to do it, which I'll get to shortly. Let's say a municipality distributes an RFP to create a three-year integrated marketing communications plan for their new recycling initiative. It's right up your alley and your team is perfectly suited for it. It sounds pretty good at this point, right? Maybe and maybe not. In a perfect world, RFPs would be well-organized and explain the scope of work, the specific requirements, the timeline, how the decision's going to be made, and most importantly, the budget. You know, all the things you think would be obvious, but often aren't. This means that agencies are forced to create proposals, sometimes at great time and expense, without really knowing the goals and requirements for the project. Then, there is the unwritten world that a good percentage of RFPs are crafted with a specific firm, oftentimes the incumbent, in mind, but they're required to get three bids by procurement. Yeah, that's not broken at all. It's awful, and there has to be a better way. For a lot of companies, there is. At my own agency, we don't do RFPs anymore, and we rarely send a proposal. Sure, there's a time and a place, but it's few and far between. And because we have a very specific process and have drawn a line in the sand about how we do and don't work, we work only with our ideal clients and spend almost no time at all chasing down people to give us a yes or no answer. The real problem an organization hopes to solve by distributing an RFP is to get an idea of the different solutions available, along with some fresh and creative thinking, right? So why not flip the script and give them the information they need without the whole rigmarole? I fully understand there are some industries, government for example, that can't get out of the RFP process, but for the rest of you, there is a better option. Instead of waiting for people to come up with vague descriptions of what they're looking for, you can take control by building the process of developing a real plan into your business development process. I just said process twice and developing twice in one sentence. So there you go. Build that process into your business development program. (laughs) The very beginning of our process is that we work with a new client on their strategy development. We do it with a two-day session and we're paid for that time, the strategy, and the ideas. In fact, clients spend significantly more money on an execution retainer than they would have had we just said, eh, it'll be a quarter of a million dollars as part of a flowery proposal full of our best ideas. We spend the two days together up front asking questions, listening, 
digging into challenges they have, defining issues that are preventing their ability to move forward, and understanding the strengths of the members of their team. Because we've helped them dig through their pain, they see us as partners, true partners in their organizations. They're happier. We're happier. They get great work. We do better work. And you stop wasting your time responding to RFPs and writing proposals. If this is something you'd like to implement, you can check out what we're doing for agency owners at spinsucks.com slash agency hyphen owner hyphen application. I really have to figure out a better way to name these landing pages. But again, that's spinsucks.com slash agency hyphen owner hyphen application. Spinsucks.com agency owner application with the hyphens in between. Now, in a perfect world, you can adjust your business model to change the kind of conversation you have with prospects. But I note that not every company can avoid RFPs. According to the PR Council, more than one third of all new business in the industry is generated as a result of RFPs. And that means that whether we like it or not, there's still the way a lot of business is generated. When you do need to work within the request for proposal system, there are still ways to make sure you're responding to the highest quality requests and increase your chances for a positive result. Here are the signs of a good request for proposal that is likely to have the best outcome for you. First and foremost, you have to see a scope of work. It needs to detail exactly what is going to be required with what kinds of different elements to achieve which goal and by what time. After reading an RFP, you shouldn't be wondering, what the heck do they want? Next, you absolutely need a target audience. Who is this project for? You need to have a good understanding of the type of person you're going to be dealing with, including variables such as age, location, and profession. This information, as you well know, makes a huge difference in the type of solution that's going to be appropriate for them. If an RFP doesn't include anything about the end users, eh, I'd say go the other way. Turn around, run as fast as you can, and say, this isn't going to be worth our time. Finally, look for the selection criteria and timeline. You want to know before you start drafting a proposal exactly what that process will look like. It may be they require a firm with specific availability or expertise, and if they don't mention it out of the gate, you'll be out of luck if it turns out to be a requirement later on. This shows planning and consideration on the part of the organization. They're demonstrating they respect your time by letting you know what they really need, how they need it, and how much they have to spend on it. If they don't, that's a great indication of what working with them will be like. When you do respond to RFPs, choose them carefully. Doing so will drastically increase your return on investment, both time and money. And if you don't want to respond to RFPs or write another proposal again, check out what we're doing for agency owners. This week, I have a special request to ask of you. If you know someone who writes and distributes requests for proposals, send them a link to this episode. There's only so much we can do to get rid of this more or less ridiculous process. And if we're going to do away with them forever, we need the organizations to create them to buy in and think about alternatives. With that, if you're not hanging out in the free SpinSucks community, what are you waiting for? It's fun, lively, and you might learn a thing or two about never sending another proposal again. Check out SpinSucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's SpinSucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. We'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the SpinSucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 